morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with the Double L team, Lyle and Lawson. Lawson, how are you this morning? I'm alright. You were alright yesterday. You're supposed to be amazing. I am amazing, but I'm also alright, you know. Okay, it's good. Um, you're both. I'm living on every end of the spectrum, you know. Okay, so you, know, you just like spread right through. So you're terrible as well. No, not really. You're every end of the spectrum. Oh, so. Well, that, no, I'm not terrible. <laughs> I'm not terrible. No, I'm doing good. I'm doing, doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Um, Life is good. Bright early morning. Oh, it's a little bit overcast outside, but that's all right. Um, yeah, just living my best life. Um you know, just thankful that uh, my I have enough voice to speak on radio this morning. I've been really struggling with a sore throat over the last couple of days, so that's good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, stoked to be here, stoked to be awake, stoked to be talking to you, Lyle, stoked to be talking to our yeah, audience. of course. What are you grateful for? Oh, let me think. What am I grateful for this morning? Let me see what I can come up with something. Um, I'm grateful for cloud cover. Oh, Yeah. Yes, I'm How looking come? outside and it is overcast and it is cool, which means that um, yeah, it's not like baking hot like it was the other day. It was a bit, it was a bit, it was a bit too hot the other day. It was a bit too much. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was a bit too much. Hit 43 at our place, and you're starting to really feel it once it gets to 43. Oh, rough yeah. I thought you said you liked summer. I love summer. It's my favourite time of year, and I would much rather a 43 degree day than a 14 degree day. Well, that's a you. And 14 degree day is not a terrible day for winter, but I'd still rather 43. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Fantastic. Okay, so what is coming up in today's news? In today's news, to give us a give us a quick preview uh, a of what quick we're going to be talking about. Just the most. I'm, oh. I'm only talking about uh, black Hebrew Israelites. Oh yes, uh huh. Some of the most interesting people on this planet. Yes, indeed. Oh, that is awesome. I'm going to be speaking about 3D houses. Cool. Well, 3D I, printed I, I houses. Can't, well, I was going to say, I like living in a 3D house. I've never tried living in a 2D house. <laughs> in a 2D house. Um, 3D house is a, that's like a, what a concept <laughs> right there. The To men good will bid 
Back everybody, we were listening to Take Six with Hark the Herald Angels Sing here on Faith FM. Lawson, let's have a clue for our quiz. What have you got for us? Okay, I'm. This is a what number am I quiz, and I'm going to skip the first clue. Man, all these clues are so easy. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I just, oh, I just want someone to get it before what, Lyle. What number am I? Yeah, what number am I? Okay, okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, the number of guards who plan to assassinate King Xerxes. And Lyle has it correct. So, therefore... um, (laughs) It's probably about the most obscure one that you can find for that particular... uh, That particular number. number. I I know. I'm like, dude, the rest of the clues are like even... Easier. I'm like, no, this is bad. We need to get Lyle off guard. We need to, we need to get, <laughs> we need to, we need to find a quiz where he won't answer it, and people will, and they'll get double prizes. But anyways, give us a call if you know what number this is. Give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three, and you can win a prize completely for free. You can. It'll okay. be awesome. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. So It'll be amazing. It will be. So, Lyle. Yes. I said I was going to talk about living in a 3D house. Yes. I, well, I've actually done that. I've lived in a 3D house. Dude, same. It's probably, you know... I'm just wondering what a 2D house would look like. You know, mm. a shadow? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, let's say when it comes to, like, if you're a two-dimensional object, because we're three-dimensional beings and we see things in two dimensions. So, if you're a two-dimensional object, you just see things in one dimension. Which would be like, I guess you'd just see like a stack of lines if you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I guess so. Anyway. <laughs> this is not actually what you're going to be talking about. You're going to be talking about, actually talking about um, 3D printed, printed houses. houses. Okay. Tell me how I can print my own house. Okay. So this is a really cool story um, about an amazing initiative that's happening at the moment in Mexico, of course. It was uh, two years ago where the first ever um, permanent 
uh, 3D House was printed in Texas in less than 24 hours when this news broke two years ago. It was like the big thing of like, oh man, imagine the applications that we could use this for. Imagine how easy it's going to be to create houses and to be, you know, uh, yeah, to just build everywhere all the time. Um, but a new story has come out with a, you know, um, with a non-profit called um, Pioneering Solutions. Uh, they have been building um, a bunch of houses for poor, you know, low socioeconomic families in Mexico, basically. They're going and they're going there with their three big 3D house printer and basically donating houses. Printing houses. To printing houses in under 24 hours. Control P. And out comes a house. Yes, essentially. These houses as well, they're 500 square foot houses. So they're not terribly ginormous, but they're still very, very much livable. Um, and yeah, this is the first initiative of its kind. Of course, it took about um, 18 months of planning to get this down, um, you know, to, to, to really, you know, think about the resources and to come up with the technology that it was like, okay, we're going to transport this down to Mexico, build all these houses and whatnot. But yeah, these houses, these 3D printed homes, they feature two bedrooms, a living room, a kitchen, and a bathroom. Um, and basically, and it was actually really cool. They were co-designed with feedback from the families who will live in them down in Mexico. So they, so they took their time to go down there, go down to you know this uh, this town, Tabasco, in Mexico. I think that's an awesome name for a town. Um, they went down to Tabasco in Mexico, and they uh, yeah. Is this where the source comes from? Um, maybe. I'm pretty sure, no, I, I think so. Tabasco I sources is Spanish, I think. Oh, so this was named after the source. Then. Yeah. So, uh... Correct me if I'm wrong. If, if I'm just speaking, uh, if I'm speaking cultural appropriation and heresy, you can give us a call at 1-800-324-843. But I'm, I'm pretty sure Tabasco was created in Spain. But, so this is either this is either where the source comes from or it's named after the source. Um, but yeah, you know, this is an area of real, really extreme poverty and it's just, you know, this, uh, this initiative to go there and to print houses has just been, just been a huge thing. It's just been really awesome for them. And uh, now, yeah, this small community of lower socioeconomic, uh, you know, uh, people in, in that area they're now like living in nice, decent houses instead of, you know, before it was kind of the place where you would see, you know, makeshift kind of tin houses and tin huts, you know, kind of, yeah, not the best. But now, yeah, this, this non-profit is just doing an amazing job and they have plans now um, to go and build even more houses in countries like Haiti, El Salvador, Bolivia, um, and continuing to expand in Mexico as well. So I just think this is a really cool thing. All of this, of course, is a non-for-profit. This is donated. This is completely um, completely free to these families. So they're just doing an incredible job. Obviously, they have some amazing sponsorship behind them. I think, I think this is an, an initiative that we could uh, get behind. Um, this is this is incredible. This is an awesome thing. So yeah, um, stay tuned to this story. I think this is going to be blowing up even more and more, and we might even hear these guys. Oh, I'd love to hear these guys come out to Australia. You know, I was just out in you know the more rural communities of Australia and provide for some of the. Uh, well, even some of our South Pacific neighbours. I mean, imagine yeah. what they could do in places oh. like like the Solomon Islands, for instance, uh, mm. where you know housing is people living in grass huts and mm. yeah. They just go there and just like print a house in twenty four hours and 
Away you go. Oh, see you later. They come print, print a house for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd be keen. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not. I wonder, I'm not what, wonder what kind of uh, material they are placing into their 3D printer. Mm, this is that's that's a really good question. They're kind of using this like this thermal. They're basically using extremely fancy plastic. That's yeah. not plastic. It's like plastic that's not plastic. I-, I was wishing that they'd just be throwing in, you know, plastic bottles and bags and mm. um, garbage and all that kind of stuff, and houses were coming out. That I would be cool. I think that's the step. You know, that's, that's the, the next, next step. step. That's, that's the next that's step. Where that's, what, that's where they want to go. That's where they want to go with it. That's what we need to do, man. Just scoop all the garbage out of the Pacific Ocean, chuck it into a 3D printer, and, and make houses, houses for people. That's where we need to go. That's what's up. Okay, yep. well, you know, we have solved we have we solved have the world's solved plastic problem right here. Everything. We're geniuses. We are. We need to present this. To and you know what else is actually super cool about <laughs> okay. this? Yeah. Because you know how um, crushing machines and shredding machines are the coolest machines on the planet, and yeah. it's just kind of addictive to watch. You can you can jump on YouTube and watch shredding machines, and it's just like, oh, watch the next one, oh, watch the next one, oh, there's a car getting shredded, oh, there's an engine getting shredded, oh, and there's this, you know, uh, there's like a, a baseball getting squashed in a hydraulic press or yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, and 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 what. What you've got here is if you can just throw your plastic bottles in the top and watch them all get shredded, people are going to do it for recreation. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. Just turn up and, and start throwing your uh, plastic bottles in there and see houses coming out. I mean, who wouldn't be a part of that? That That is amazing. Yeah. Of course, one of the it. things here, though, is that like what I'm seeing from this story and what I've seen from looking on the website is that they're, they're rather protective of their machine. Like, as in, there's not many photos of it and there's not much information about it other than like, oh, you, you know, makes 3D houses. And I'm like, oh, man, we gotta, we got to hit them up. we got to get on the inside, get one of these machines, chuck it on the back of a truck and just drive around everywhere and make houses. That's, w- that's what would be amazing. That's what would be awesome. I ah uh, man, I'm so keen. This is this is awesome. Um, okay, just one last story. I have about a minute and a half um, to say this. This is just a really cute story. Uh, you know, as we as we uh, look around the web and we find really really cute stories about how a man saved a little like the cutest little pomeranian puppy, which is like my favorite dog. From an elevator. This is just a story. Oh, check it out. It's even got a little video. All right, Lyle. Oh, I need. I did this last time with you. Do you want to do some commentary for me on this video right now? Uh, okay. So, all right. I'm just sort of looking at a video of a man. Okay. Okay. There is a man on the screen. Okay. Uh, and then I press play. I press play. And the man is walking. And there is a... Dog on a leash. Dog on a... It's on a leash. I can't see the leash from here. Okay. And then the elevator man. starts going up while the dog's on one side of the elevator and the owner's on the other side of the elevator. Oh, my. And the man, he runs in to save the dog. Because the dog's about to get strangled. Yeah. And, uh, ooh, looks like he did save the dog. And he releases the dog. He's got his collar off. And the dog's okay. Oh, that could have gone very, (laughs) very badly. That could have gone very badly if he had not done that. Honestly, praise God for CCTV footage. (laughs) It just gives you the heartwarming story of the day. Oh, that is so awesome. But yeah, praise God. I'm Uh, just having a mental image of what might have have happened if he hadn't been there. Please don't put that in my head. This is uh, Castles in Air with the Blind. (laughs) My sins are laid out for all to see And I need the blood of Jesus The weight of it all 
is too much for me. I need the blood of Jesus. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Wash me clean with the blood. Jesus When I'm left alone with only shame I need the blood of Jesus It covers me and takes the blame
Back, guys, that was Castles in the Air with The Blood. You're listening to Faith FM. We have a What Number Am I quiz coming up. We have another clue for it. This one's going to be relatively easy, so get ready to call 1-800-FAITH-FM or 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Lawson, what have you got for us right there? So this was the first clue, which you're like supposed to read, which is slated as like the really difficult Hard one, you know, the real obscure one. Okay, so if you can get it from this one, you you get bragging rights. Yeah, 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 well, we'll check it out, Lyle. The chapter in Daniel that records Nebuchadnezzar's dream about a statue and and Daniel's interpretation (laughs) of that dream. Okay, you can tell that this quiz was uh, not made by um, Seventh-day Adventists, who, of course, are the owners of Faith FM, because that's like a favorite chapter for our church. We're just like, that is the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's good. All right, if you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. Okay, so turning to news from around the world. In fact, before we go to news from around the world, I want to mention something in this part of the show that I normally mention in the second half of the show. But it did occur to me that some of you who are commuters uh, might be at work by the time the second half of the show has started and unable to listen. Of course, if you're a tradie, then you can be listening to Faith FM all day. Just put it in your uh, headset, put it underneath your earmuffs, whatever it might be, and uh, run it off your Bluetooth on your phone, and you've got Faith FM all day, which is fantastic. But if you are not, maybe you head off to the office or school where you might be teaching, whatever it might be, and you are not able to hear the second half of the show, just want to say that you are missing out. But in the second half of the show, we often mention our Faith FM Australia app. Mm. Now, the app is truly amazing. So you need to jump onto uh, Faith FM Australia. You need to go to the app, uh, go to your app store um, and look for Faith FM Australia, I should say. And right there, you can download the app. And what you can do when you, once you've got the app downloaded is you simply uh, open the app and press play. And Faith FM is playing crystal clear, perfectly, wherever you go, all the time. No scratchy signal, no driving out of the signal. Listen to Faith FM right around the world. And then within the app, there is just a whole bunch of other things that you can do. You can listen to past 
breakfast shows uh, via podcast. You can have podcasts of all of your favorites like John Bradshaw and mm. you know some of the other big names that are out there. So there's a whole bunch of podcasts there. There's opportunities to support the program with donations. Um, I can't even remember all the different things you can do on there. There's just so many different things you can do on the app, that app. And it's entirely free. It's super cool. takes about... 20 milliseconds to download. It's up and running on your phone and you should get it. Yeah, you should. In the United States, moving to the United States, um, there is a a couple who killed four people in a kosher grocery store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty heavy story. All right. Uh, They have now... They have now come to believe that this was actually a hate crime carried Mm -hmm. out by... Black Israelite extremists. Ah. Which is an interesting group. It's it's a group that's actually always fascinated me since I first met black Israelites back in the 1990s Mm. while doing door-to-door ministry. Um, Yeah, very, very long time ago. And so basically what they're they're saying is that this is something that has come about about, uh, as a result of hatred against white Jewish people Mm whom they see as being imposters. Yeah. Now, not all black Israelites, by any stretch of the imagination, take this view. Uh, Black Israelite or black Israelite Hebrews are a tremendously varied group. Mm. Within that group, you have some who see themselves as the biological descendants of uh, the ancient Jews. You have others who see themselves... What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education, designed for life. Well, I have no idea what happened right there, but uh, something, <laughs> something caught me up mid Yeah, shout out to Avondale. <laughs> uh, we had a box in our screen that was um, playing things that has never, ever done anything before. But anyway, big shout out for Avondale right there in the middle of the story. Where were we talking about? We were talking about uh, black African Hebrews mm-hmm. and how that there are... You know, many of them who just, you know, they aspire to certain elements of Judaism as well as Christianity and so forth. But there are others who see themselves as being the biological descendants of uh, of Jews, others who see themselves as being the biological <coughs> descendants of uh, the, um, the the tw- all 12 tribes of mm. Israel. Um, and a number of these groups have been listed as hate groups or even potentially terrorist groups within the United States. Um, so this is a group that we, yeah, it's interesting to actually uh, look into. They rarely convert to Judaism because they see themselves as already being Jewish. Mm. Uh, they are not accepted by the Jewish community because the Jewish community is like, well, we're biological Jews or Jews by conversion, mm. and so yeah, that's they, they don't see acceptance there. But they kind of started off in uh, 1886. A man by the name of Frank Cherry. Uh, formed a congregation. The second congregation was formed in 1896 by William Crowdy and have grown from there. Wow. One of the most interesting of all of these groups uh, are the ones who have moved to Israel itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and formed a community there. They have a relatively sizable population in Israel. Oh, they do. It's super interesting. Uh, So they they moved there in the late 1960s. By the mid-1980s, there was around about 5,000 of them living there. There's about 40,000 in the United States, Mm. uh, about 5,000 of them in uh, centered around a place called Demona in Israel. Uh, so they migrated in the late yeah the late 1960s. They refused to convert to Judaism or to be nas- naturalized and given Israeli citizenship. Mm. So you, you immigrate to another country, you have the opportunity, of course, to uh, be nationalized and to uh, receive the citizenship of that country, provided you f- you follow uh, certain rules. Well, the early the early groups that arrived there, they're like, well, we're Jews, we're biological Jews. How can we be more Jewish than what we are right now? Mm. And so they're like, no, we're the real Jews. You're the you guys are not the real Jews, um, and we're more Jewish than you. So we're not going to be naturalized to become a part of your state, which is kind of you know it, it meant that they basically lived as an occupied uh, people, mm. kind of stateless, kind of like the. Um, Voluntarily like Palestinians. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a, a different kind of a situation. In 2003, I guess the state of Israel figured, you know, these guys are here to stay. They're not doing any harm to our community. So they were all given permanent residency, which gave them an automatic right to apply for citizenship. Mm-hmm. And since 2004, they have been able to be a part of the Israeli military force. And so, of course, you have to be Jewish to be a part of the uh, Israeli military. And once you um, are, you know, considered to be or classed as being actually Jewish, you get your part. You're part of the, you know, your draft. You're, you're doing, you are uh, required you're to in. do this. Mm. Yeah. So this particular group was founded in 1935 by Ben Ami Ben Israel in Chicago. Uh, he believed that he'd had a vision from an angel telling him to take the black Hebrew Israelites back to the promised land of Israel. And it's interesting the route that they took mm. because they went to Liberia in Africa first. Now, of course, in the 1960s in Chicago, there was a lot of race issues. Uh, there still is, but nothing like what there was back in the 1960s. It was a very violent place. Mm. I found their philosophy of going to Liberia most interesting. They wanted to cleanse themselves of all things American to remove all hate and bitterness so that they did not carry any of that. In other words, get rid of their PTSD mm. so they didn't carry it into the promised land. They wanted to be clean by the time they got to the promised wow. land. Yeah, it's interesting. That's really interesting int- thought. So they went to, you know, kind of a, a developing country, a very primitive country, a country that had been established as a place where um, the descendants of American slaves could return to. Uh, it was a country that was basically started by Americans for that purpose. And so, um, yeah, they saw that they were escaping their damaging identity in Chicago. So just by by being black, they were had a, had a poor identity in Chicago. And they're like, well, we're not that kind of people, but we can't escape that, so let's go to Israel. And... Uh, initially, there was 350 of them who headed to Liberia and then from there to Israel, and now they're a substantial community operating there in Israel. But some of the ones that have stayed in the United States, it seems, have uh, yeah gone a little bit extreme and gone a bit nutso. Yeah. And mm. uh, it's always within every religion you get those one or two, those few on the fringes that just go to extremes and then mm. they create trouble. Anyway. 
interesting story that we have there. We're going to move on with the show. This is the Ball Brothers with It's All About the Cross. It's not just about the manger where the baby lay. It's not all about the angels who sing for him that day. It's not all about the shepherds on the bright and shining star. It's not all about the wise men who traveled from afar. It's about the cross, it's about my sin, it's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross. Just about the good things in this life I've done. It's not all about the treasures or the trophies that I've won. It's not about the righteousness that I find within. It's all about His precious blood that saved me.
Hello, greetings from your local Warrigal Seventh-day Adventist Church. My name is Tara. I am part of a prayer group that meets every Wednesday evening at 6.30 here at church. We would love to have you join us in discussions and prayer. We would love to have the privilege to pray for you and any other further prayer requests. You pray for the sick, the needy, and also our local community. The address again is 43 Mason Street, Warrigal. That's every Wednesday, 6.30pm. Hi, I'm Delaine. Hi, I'm Sunny. Hi, I'm Drago. Hi, I'm Nigel. And we'd like to invite you to our church, the, the Southern, Southern Illawarra Seventh-day Adventist Church. church. We meet every Saturday morning at 10.30am to study the Bible, followed by our main service at 11.30am. You can find us at 107-109 to 109 Princess Highway, Dapto. We are in the High Ninja Hall inside the Dapto Ribbonwood Centre. For more information, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Just search for Southern Illawarra Seventh-day Adventist Church. Or contact us on 0402-716-762. We hope to see you soon and stay tuned to Face, Face FM. FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. God sent his son, they called him Jesus.
Welcome back, everybody. That was Anna Beden with He Lives Here on Faith FM. And it seems that our interview of the day is not answering his phone. So we discovered that when we were doing our Bible study yesterday, we only got halfway through our Bible study. So we figured we'd go back and do a little bit more of yesterday's encounter with God, seeing as we were unable to finish it. And so that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, Lawson, we are going to... Uh, where do we... Where did we leave off yesterday? We were in uh, Mark chapter 2, I believe. Yes, we were. Why don't we turn over to Mark chapter 2, and while we're doing that, we'll remind ourselves of what the Bible is talking about in Mark 2. We were talking about how to keep the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what, something that, of course, was very important in Nehemiah's day. Uh, Nehemiah had come back to the city of Jerusalem and found that there was, well, there was... Um, Lots of people who were breaking the Sabbath. <laughs> and the two things that they were doing on the Sabbath was working and buying and selling, trading, mm. shopping, basically. They were doing their shopping on the Sabbath. And so this is something that, um, you know, it, it really does raise a whole bunch of questions for us, you know, about Sabbath keeping and how do you keep the Sabbath. And the first thing that you learn about how to keep the Sabbath is that you don't do it how the Jews did it. <laughs> How the how the how the Pharisees did it, I should say. Okay, there's a bunch say. of Jews who did it the right way, <laughs> but there's also a bunch of Pharisees who didn't do it the right way. Mm. And so, um, yeah, let's not do it that way. Let's do it the way that Jesus kept the Sabbath, because they accused Jesus of breaking the Sabbath. Mm. Uh, Jesus provided for people's needs. Jesus did, you know, all kinds of really good things. Um, for people on the Sabbath day, he healed people. Um, he, yeah, and and they're like, oh, you know, Jesus is breaking the Sabbath, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, as a result of that, uh, then um, you know, we should stone him to death or whatever it might be. Mm. What's interesting is that I have had people come to me at times and say, well, I don't need to keep the Sabbath, and and. You know, I, I just sort of, at that particular point, I'm like, wait a minute, what are you on? <laughs> Why don't you want to keep the Sabbath? Mm. I mean, seriously, God gives you a public holiday once a week and you're like, oh, I don't need to do that? Mm. It's just... Yeah, it's wild. It's, 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 oh, it's ridiculously wild. But anyway, that does happen. And as a result of that happening, I'm like, well... Why do you come to that conclusion? You because know, they're like, oh, I don't need to keep the Sabbath, and they're like, well, because Jesus broke the Sabbath. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm. All right, let's think about it. Who was it who accused Jesus of breaking the Sabbath? It was the uh, the Pharisees. And you agree with the Pharisees because you're saying the same thing, making the same accusation they made. They made, yeah. Therefore, whose side are you on? On the Pharisee side, against Jesus. <laughs> and there's been a couple of times when, you know, people have come to me with that argument and I've kind of pointed this out and they've gone, oh, uh, oh. That's <laughs> a little bit embarrassing there for a moment. But, but you know, <clears throat> my follow-up question is, why, why don't you want to? Mm. What have you got against the Sabbath? Why is it such a burden? Why is it so hard? Mm. I mean, really, why is this an issue? <laughs> you know, and some people are like, well, you know, I've got I've got my job on that particular day, and that kind of, and I can understand that there can there can be some hardship, and you know, people don't necessarily want to go and find a new job, all that kind of thing. But I've got to say that, 
you know, on occasions where, and it's pretty rare that people are unable to negotiate the Sabbath. Um, it's I've never seen anybody whom God hasn't just abundantly blessed for mm. being obedient to him. You know, there's times when you need to step out in faith and God calls us to step out in faith and those will always be the greatest experiences of your life mm. when you do so. <clears throat> okay, so let's look at uh, what else takes place on the Sabbath day. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 23 and verse 3. Leviticus, Leviticus 23, 23 and verse 3. So what should verse. you do? The Bible says rest on the Sabbath day. That's why the Sabbath begins at sunset. And, of course, when we talk about the Sabbath, I, I'm sort of talking with the assumption that you were listening to yesterday's Encounter with God section, um, and I probably shouldn't talk under that assumption. So the word Sabbath, for those who are unfamiliar with it, you know, it means to have a rest day. Um, we're not talking today about which day is the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. That's a Bible study for another day. Yeah. This Bible study is what to do on that day, which is just as important as which day it actually mm. is. So what you do on that day is just as important as which day it is. And, of course, um, whether it's whether, whether your worship day is Saturday or Sunday, that's what this study is all about. So mm. when we talk about the Sabbath, that's your worship day. Okay, so Leviticus 23 and verse 3. What have you got for us there, Lawson? The Bible says, You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of complete rest, an official day for holy assembly. It is the Lord's Sabbath day, and it must be observed wherever you live. Okay, so when the Bible says complete rest, mm. does that mean that for that 24-hour period, you just don't move a muscle, you lay in bed, and that's it? I kind of wish. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Lawson, maybe you shouldn't wish so hard. There's a news report out this morning stating that uh, sleeping in and uh, sleeping in and long naps, mm. so not power naps, but long naps, sleeping in and long naps are... Predictors for stroke. Well, good thing I do radio. Hey, because I, I never get to sleep. You never sleep. I just in. get to You're come in early, riser. real early. I, I love it. It's the best. The morning <laughs> is the best part of the day. It's it awesome. is always the best part of the day. If you miss the morning, you've missed the best part of the day. Mm. Okay, so the Bible says for us to do something in this verse. Yes, we it, are to do complete rest and what else? Um. Something holy. It's, it's a holy assembly. A holy assembly. So, no, you don't spend the day in bed just because the Bible says that we should rest according to the commandment. Mm. The Bible says that this day is a day for holy assembly. Mm. So what it's what the rest is talking about is rest from you know the cares, the stresses, the uh, issues of the week. Uh, the rest is from secular labor. The rest is for from earning a living. The rest is from going shopping. The rest is from doing your own pleasure. And it involves, obviously, um, holy assembly. Now, holy assembly, that's what we would call, you know, we're what, 4,000 down, years down the track, you know, 3,500 years down the track from that time period. And so today we'd call that church. Mm. It's evolved a lot since then. You know, they probably hung out in their tents on those days. They had... Uh, you know, times of great social connectedness. They would uh, be in each other's company. They would have family time. This, of course, was in the wilderness. And so this was just a really great time, a great tradition, a great t- a time of great joy and happiness. 
if you go to Jerusalem and you go to you know some of the centers of Jewish worship, say for instance, go to the Wailing Wall on Friday evening, you'll find that there is just celebration everywhere. Mm. Everybody's happy. Everybody's you know they're singing and there's dancing and people are having a great time. They're enjoying themselves because the Sabbath is coming in. It's actually one of uh, I've talked to a number of Jewish people before, and it's one of their biggest criticisms actually of Sabbath keeping Christians is they're like. Oh, hey, we do it boring. You know, they're like, you guys keep the Sabbath. We celebrate the Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. We rejoice on the Sabbath. Uh-huh, and that's uh-huh. what it should be. You know, I love going to church and singing and just like, because it, it, it is just, you, you're celebrating what God has done and how good God is. Uh, this is Lady Love Smith and Reggie Smith and Nathan Young with Remember the Sabbath.
You're listening to Lady Love Smith and Reggie Smith here on Faith FM. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms.